I would avoid green beer at all costs. I would just avoid it. And I would just take I would just take your time because it is a marathon and not a sprint. Whiskey, whiskey. Welcome to episode 88 of The Whiskey Topic. Um, this week, uh, Jamie Johnson is away on assignment, but we do have Jamie Johnson, the brand ambassador for Canadian <laughs> Belvini. Um, and, and she's uh, she's brand new. I don't know if uh, you know if you guys are aware, but she's very really recently brand new to the brand ambassadorship for Belvini, just started in January. And we thought we'd get her thoughts on, you know, what it is like to become a brand ambassador, what the experience is like. Uh, Jamie was very fortunate to recently travel to Scotland and and, and you know, let's uh, you know, we'll we'll let her uh, her uh, tell us the story, but she was basically put to work is how we understand it. So, uh, Jamie Johnson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm sorry I'm I'm missing Jamie. Uh, she sounds like a really awesome uh, person. It's super great personality and very pretty and stuff. Yeah, I mean you, Sarah Parniak, and and, and Jamie sound so similar. It's just all I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna say. And if you're a long time listener of the podcast, you will get that inside joke going back to episode yeah. thirty. Um, anyway. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm very excited to uh, to chat a little bit about my time uh, at the distillery and what it uh, what it's like there. Well, as a longtime listener, uh, Jamie Johnson of the podcast, do you know what our topic of our second episode ever was on the whiskey topic? Oh God! Um, what was it, Belveni? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was not actually. <laughs> Though that's a, that would be an obvious guess. No, it was St. Patty's Day. <laughs> we, right, that's our right. Our second episode ever was about St. Patrick's Day, uh, and we did a, a whole episode of Irish whiskey, which means that this is officially kind of our two-year plus an episode anniversary of the podcast. Oh my gosh! What? <laughs> I know. Congratulations to us. Where's the balloon? I know. I know. I know. Where are the balloons? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Good for us. Good for us. And I mean, you know, St. Patty's Day. So I mean, uh, I should say, first-time listeners of the of the podcast. This is a total inside joke. Jamie Johnson is now the Belfany fan ambassador. I just realized somebody could be listening to this podcast for the first time and being like, I know, very like, confused. What in the hell is what happening? Is going on? These guys are so unprofessional. We we always are unprofessional. So confusing. So that doesn't change. So confused. Yeah, we have no. We're, this is literally on the fly. Um, yeah. So I'm one in the same person. Um, but today I'm going to wear my hat. Sometimes. Yes. Um, talking about Belvini a little bit. But let's do our our um, yearly St. Patty's Day rant. <laughs> we do have a yearly St. Patrick's Day rant, don't we? We kind of do. We kind of do. I mean, first of all, we start off with the fact that it's Patty, not not Patty. Right. Right. Yes, like P A D D Y. That's let's. I'm I'm doing like a. I'm doing a solid for the Irish community who has to see St. Patty's Day everywhere, and they go bonkers because it's not how it's spelled. It's Patty. It's Patrick, short for Patrick. Yes. 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 Let's start there. Um, and then second of all, just like Mark was just telling me before we started uh, taping, uh, you know, don't leave your house uh, the morning after until the sidewalks have been given a good cleaning. Yeah. So it was kind of gross. Yeah. A lot of green beer, a lot of excessive day drinking. Um, <laughs> Jamie and I live, you know, really downtown Toronto. This is, you could not get any more central. And so we're literally just like, the next day I'm walking the dogs and I'm just like mm, making sure I have a long, long yeah. stare ahead of the sidewalks to just kind of go around yeah. very, sus uh, very suspicious <laughs> piles of regurgitated <laughs> food. Um, sometimes it's green and sometimes it's actually green, which I think 
really impresses me and grosses me I, out entirely. I know, I know. It's kind of, it's interesting. Um, I sort of like, you know, my piece of advice, if you want to remain, you know, sort of upright, is to to pick a nice a nice Irish whiskey and sip on it through the day. Maybe add a little bit of water. Make sure you drink lots of water. I would avoid green beer at all costs. I would just avoid it. And I would just take I would just take your time because it is a marathon and not a sprint. If you choose to celebrate St. Patty's Day um, out and about, um, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. But also make sure you prepare for a marathon and not a sprint because you don't want to be that guy. No. You want to be that guy, that guy that I've seen, you know, stumbling down to the the subway at like 3 p.m. It's like, buddy, amateur hour. <laughs> it's true. Oh, and then, then your sleep schedule is going to be all out of whack. I mean, you're going right. to pass out at 5. You're going to wake up at midnight. and Oh, yeah. Oh, sweat and sweat and green and terrible. Don't, just, don't do that to yourself. Don't, don't. Don't do that to yourself. But do if yourself you do, a favor. have a great time. Have a great time. It's a, it's a great day for some... <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, and, and I think, you know, Jamie and I have done St. Patty's Day a few times. We, we're, we're always on the side of, like, have the 8 p.m. ramen or noodles. Same yeah. as like a noodle dish. Um, yeah, something substantial. That's got a soupy base to it. So mm-hmm. ramen would be my favorite, but certainly just any sort of soupy noodle base is good. It gives you carbs, liquid salt. Yeah. A little All bit of vegetables, some protein. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, I would pull the shoot like, you know, after that meal, like I would just pull the shoot and go home because it doesn't it doesn't get any prettier after no, 8 p.m. No, I'm just going to say it starts to get starts to get a little, you know, wasn't there a St. Patty's Day where your Coke got stolen? Oh, Mark? totally, totally. I went into the well one too many times. I literally did. Yeah. I went. It was it was like the midnight it was a party and I think the party started at 11 and we just kept going back and forth from the party and I'm like oh it's midnight we're still having a good time let's go back and we went back and there's a dance floor and of course you know Nicole and I are on the dance floor we're we're there we're dancing we're drinking more beer Uh, it was whiskey probably but at any rate who knows come back coats are completely stolen done done gone gone forever just we went back to the well one too many times yeah. And there was yeah. a security guard right there at the coat rack. And he's just like, uh, uh. I don't know. Uh. Yeah, I know. Brutal. That ah. sucks. So uh, you will probably find me inside on St. Patty's Day if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless Mark decides he's going to drag me out, oh. which has happened before. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, you, but you'll see all the adventures on uh, Instagram, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, yeah, I was going to say, uh, on Friday, we're going to be, uh, yeah, episode 84 uh, of the podcast, we had Connor Timmons on, and he's the brand ambassador for Jameson in Toronto. Um, so I am following... And, and Jamie, of course, you are also invited. Whether or not you are yes. coming, I don't know. But you are invited. We're we're doing. Um, we're going to be following Connor around and experiencing a day in the life of the Jameson brand ambassador on the day of Saint. Patty's Day, where they basically have just drink a lot of Jameson slots. This is such a big deal that, that Connor actually had an event for bartenders on Sunday um, to kind of give them food and whiskey just to be like, hey, we understand Jameson's not your favorite thing to be pouring because St. Patrick's Day is probably the worst day for you to work on. Yep. However, because, you know, I mean, it's like when people order shots, the tipping starts. Oh, yeah. The, the, the tipping Oof. scale just goes terrible. I, I think, yeah. you know, that's the other yeah. thing. If you do drink a lot of green beer, just just 
tip your spar staff. Just yeah, people. make sure exactly. This is a hard day for them. It's a long day for them. It is like, you know, basically every Saturday night and Friday night in a month all rolled up into one day, all day. Yeah. Um, so give them, be nice to them, give them good tips. And yes, make their job as easy as possible. And if, if you start slurring your words, just, just, just give them a nice $20 bill and just, just, <laughs> just leave the bar and go home. You know, that's, uh, that's, well, assuming you've already paid your bill. Otherwise, do you remember our bill from last year or the year before? No. I, oh, good. Oh, good. It was a lot of money. Um, oh, anyway. gosh. Yeah, I, I imagine it was. I, uh, it's one of those, I'm, I'm pretty glad I don't remember it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it's probably one of those better, better not to remember. Well, there was a bunch of us, though, yeah, right? Yeah, it was, it was a, a lot of yeah. people. We had a whole table, yeah. It was a big bill, but it was also a big table. It was fine, it was fine. Yeah, I remember we had a good time. Yeah. I think, I think uh, we, we did end up out for ramen, which was good, um, and then to bed with us, you know, at a reasonable hour of 7 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, uh, if uh, you follow, if you don't follow me on Instagram already, uh, do follow me. It's M A R K B Y L O K, and you can see all of the fun adventures on uh, St. Patrick's Day, and that is on March 18th this week. 17th. Oh boy, sorry, March 17th. 17th yeah. Friday. Mm. All right, mm. and you can follow me and my adventures inside my house at <laughs> Bourbon Thing. No, I'm just kidding. I might be out and about. Who knows? Who knows where the day will take me? If you're not, but, you should totally post your whole day. Of, you yeah, know. here's my couch. <laughs> here's my laptop on my couch. Um, uh, speaking of Instagram, uh, we're doing a contest on Instagram. We are. We are. We are. And and, and this is this loosely relates to Jamie's couch loosely. <laughs> Um, so we're going to do a con- contest. Um, if you have a copy of my book uh, and you post it on Instagram or if you p- post it on Twitter um, or if you don't have a copy, it's available on Amazon.com, .ca, .uk, pretty much any Amazon out there. Uh, it's called The Whiskey Top. Uh, the Whiskey Topic. I always mix that up. It's called The Whiskey <laughs> Cabinet. And my name is Mark Bylock, B-Y-L-O-K. Um, post it with the hashtag The Whiskey Cabinet, The, the Whiskey Cabinet. And um, the winner, we're going to, you know, we're going to run this contest till the end of March. And the winner of the contest will get to pick a topic of conversation. We will talk about 20 minutes about pretty much anything. Pretty much anything. Wait, am I allowed to enter this contest? Um, I, yeah, I, I guess you are. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? I mean, it's going to be a random draw. I'll do the official kind of random website draw. We'll just put in all the names, do a random draw, and uh, whoever wins, wins. So uh, the contest will run until the end of March. It's uh, The hashtag is the whiskey cabinet, and it could be on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, you will pick... Any, any pretty, doesn't have to be whiskey. Could be, Jamie, what did you do on the couch last week? What reality TV shows do you watch? You Um, can definitely ask me about that. um, What do you think of the new, uh, what do you think of the the last season of The Bachelor? I don't know. Um, What's the, I don't know. Be creative. You know what? Be as creative as, as you need to be. I like this. I think it's great. Um, I'm definitely going to enter so that we can talk (laughs) about boy bands for 20 minutes. It'll be awesome. (laughs) So if you want to save us from talking about boy bands for 20 minutes on this podcast, please enter on Instagram or Twitter, the whiskey cabinet, a photo of the book and, you know, your favorite whiskey or however you want to, or your whiskey cabinet. I think that's a really nice, uh, nice concept, but whatever you want to do. It could be Love nice it. and simple. It could be an ugly photo. We don't care. We just, uh, we, we want to get your interesting topic ideas for the podcast and get yeah. them on the air. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Super fun. Ready to talk about Belvini? 
I am absolutely ready to change hats and talk about Belveni. Now, is um, it um, the Belveni or is it Belveni? It is the Belveni. So there's always have to be a the. The. It's like the, Belveni. the whiskey cabinet, the whiskey topic, the Belveni. I know. That's that little extra word they're always hanging on. I don't, I'm, I'm, infer- I'm, I'm obviously a big fan of the the. I, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I am. I like it. It's very stately. Like, it sounds proper. Mm-hmm. Um, and given the fact that, like, the name Belveni, like, there is a castle uh, the Balvenie Castle, mm. sort of, you know, that stately sort of piece. Um, yeah, the definitely suits it. So we should uh, remove the from the podcast title because we're not stately at all, Jamie. Where it's this is not a stately podcast. I would argue. I would argue that we are quite stately and very classy, um, and we always keep it above board. No swears here. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your support. Okay, so it is the Balvenie, um, and so Jamie, I want to hear all about your trip um, to to how they, um, you know, how the making of a brand ambassador. What what was yeah. what was it like? It was awesome. So I um uh I almost missed my flight actually to Aberdeen because my flight leaving Toronto to um Heathrow actually was delayed and then I got into Heathrow and that is a big airport. Like it is a giant airport <laughs> and I had to go through customs there and I had to switch like um terminals and I had about an hour And I was like, this seems close. And like the more, like the farther I walked to the airport and it was like, this is a massive airport. And like, oh, this is where Love Actually was filmed. Uh, (laughs) I got more and more like worried. And then I was standing there waiting to go through customs and they pulled me out of line and they were like, you got to go. You're going to miss your flight. So I like ran, I like literally ran through customs, through security. Did people give Um, you dirty looks when that happened? Not at all. Oh, okay. No, because you know sometimes that happens, all. and people are just like they just like arrived from like you know the Toronto into the airport, and they're just like, oh, I'm here, you know, 50 minutes before my flight. Oh, oh, I'm getting ahead of the line now, you know, and just kind yes, of get, yes, no. I mean, I looked pretty sweaty. Not, not that that, <laughs> that was you, because you were a connecting flight. You had no choice in this. You were like, boom. I had no choice, yeah. and they really like it. It would have been a bummer because like they had somebody waiting for me to pick me up at the airport, and everything. <gasps> so I would have been. You had a, I would hate. You had a guy with a sign with your name. I did, did have a guy with a sign. Did have a little hat. Did he have a black hat? Oh he was God. really nice. Oh, my I know. God. That's amazing. Really, really sweet. Um, and so I made it, which was the first sort of like victory. Um, I made it to Aberdeen. And then from Aberdeen Airport, it's about like a 45-minute, 50-minute drive um, through the beautiful like highlands. Um so that was all lovely, and I got to spend uh, a sort of. I got to the the house. There's a couple cottages actually right on the property that William Grant owns, and I got to stay at one of those. and And then my uh, colleagues from the UK came, um, and that was awesome because they were both Canadians. <laughs> living in London. So the UK brand ambassador for the Balvenie is actually from Vancouver, um, Alwyn. And um, the global brand ambassador who we've had on the show before, Sam Simmons for the Balvenie, is uh, is from Toronto. Yeah. So it was the three of us. Um, and so they came and, and uh, I got to hang out with them. I made sure I was playing some Tragically Hip when they walked in the door. Uh, <laughs> I affixed some Canadian flags around the room. Um, brought them some fun Canadian t-shirts because uh, we were very excited that we all got, all the Canadians got to be together. Um, 
Brought them so some maple me, syrup, I assume. I did. I brought them some maple syrup, of course. And, and some uh, and some canned poutine. Um, canned poutine. I, know, I missed out on that. I, I thought I should have brought Kraft Dinner. <laughs> I should have brought Kraft Dinner and like had it waiting for them. They would have loved it. Um, can, I, but, can, I, can we just say for, for our American listeners that um, the reason why we call uh, uh, macaroni and cheese here Kraft Dinner is because it's not really cheese and they're not allowed to call it cheese. So they call it Kraft Slices and Kraft Dinner. Is that why? That's why? I just thought it was called craft dinner yep. here. Like it's just always craft dinner. It's always craft, <laughs> but in the it's U.S. A, it's 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 craft, craft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even. I had no idea. I didn't even. I that did not even make like wow. Yeah, it is really fake cheese. It, it's fake like, cheese. There's nothing. There's really it's, fake cheese. It's like flavored whiskey. It's what it is. No, it's not. Craft dinner is delicious and perfect. <laughs> So not. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. I stepped into that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful of that one. Don't mess around with my craft dinner. Um, so yeah. So we, uh, Alwyn and I, were having our. They call it the induction. So basically, when you have a brand new brand ambassador, they go to the distillery and they work there for um, about a week, and we, we go sort of around Scotland and and um, you know meet all the people and and. Um, do all the work is super fun. So me and Alwyn at eight o'clock in the morning, the next morning on Monday morning, were uh, in work boots, um, working on the malting floor, which is really hard, <laughs> like, like embarrassingly hard. Like I've never done a solid day's work <laughs> compared to these guys. So we get to the malting floors, like we take these like fun pictures, and every it's just so funny. I've had so many comments. People say like. Oh, like, you know, you, you took, like, some fun selfies, yeah. like, and I was like, oh, that was before they, like, put us to work, and we were, like, sweating, like, beasts. <laughs> um, so, the Belvedere, the whole thing is, like, you know, we're still very, like, committed to the traditional way of making whiskey, so we have our own uh, barley, we use our own barley, um, so we have our own, our traditional sort of floor maltings, uh, and when we got there... We um, we met Robbie, who's like worked in the maltings for over forty years, and he's retiring this month. Oh, actually, wow. congratulations! I know. Robbie. So, yeah. Yes, Robbie. Uh, he's awesome. Can barely understand a word he said because his <laughs> accent was so thick, which is hilarious because I was using some pretty serious machinery and like kind of guessing about the instructions, <laughs> <laughs> which I. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, I think that's what he said. Yeah. And then I'd be like, and he'd be like, no. And I was like, okay, it's not what he said. Um, I mean, you, you know. know, as much as, you know. Uh, so there's this. So when we were there the first day, they were, um, we were putting the barley up into the kiln. So we had um, a bunch that was finished drying on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's a, a couple days on the floor, but six days. Um, and, uh, and then it goes up into the kiln to to heat it up and, and stop the the germination sort of process. So what happens is there's there's about I think it's four different parts on the the, the malting floors. So each batch is kept very separate from the other because you don't want to accidentally contaminate any other batches. Right. Um, so they do one batch at a time, uh, and they basically push it using this like giant. It's like this massive, it kind of looks like a snowblower, mm-hmm. um, except it's bigger and it's on this like pulley system. So if you, if you sort of unlock it and, and don't, and don't take control of it, it will like literally pull like 
to the other side of the room. Like you could okay. literally flip right over the front of this thing. This like, is very insane. dangerous. This is very dangerous. So I got a really good brief about how to use it. Right. And then of course I did it wrong. Um, <laughs> so wait, is, is, is Belvini whiskey not going to taste good in like 12 years when this no, it's gonna barley? Taste great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it was just like, it, I honestly, like they had separate. So me and Alwyn were in different spots right. um, at this point. So she was upstairs sort of in the, the kiln area. And I was downstairs pushing this, this barley towards this little grain elevator thing, um, uh, okay. like scooping it down the room. Oh boy. And, um, it's very heavy. And this machine, it wants to pull. It wants to pull you towards it, but you have to do it at a good pace, or else you're going to go flying. So um, it, my arms are very weak, and I um, uh, it was it did not come easily to me. Um, so r- poor Robbie was just like, "Oh my god, I can't." He's like, "Okay, again." <laughs> And like, and then again, and then come back. And I, he like, I to drag it behind oh. me and like pull against the pulley and then like turn around and like try it again oh, and again. So like, this was hours. Like this was literally hours and I'm sweating and my arms are shaking. And he's like, you have to put some weight onto it. And my feet are like literally not touching the floor. <laughs> and I was like, he knows how weight works, right? Like, <laughs> like if your feet aren't touching the floor, <laughs> you're putting all your I, weight into it. I, literally, my feet were off the ground. I was pushing so hard into it and it was like you have to put your weight into it and I was like this is all I got (laughs) I don't got anymore Robbie (laughs) so they eventually took pity on us and let us go for lunch (laughs) well that sounded like a very productive morning (laughs) sounds like Robbie uh, had had a long afternoon (laughs) yeah it was about it was about like we were probably there for three hours uh, doing the yeah and so then and then you go upstairs and and then there's a machine up there that uh, basically the 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 grain that you push into this sort of uh, uh, open bit on the floor is actually there's like an elevator underneath and it sort of sucks it up to the second floor where the kiln is and then there's a machine that's way more fun to use up there Uh and it sort of like shoots the the grain out of this tube uh-huh. and then you just sort of like evenly distribute it like across the room like it's basically like using like like a a, a grain cannon uh-huh. and then you just sort of like move it around so you got and then to when use the got, cannon you got to go i did <sighs> yeah and so yeah and so like it sort of shoots out and then you have to like bring it back a little bit and then you do another layer sort of. And so you're doing sort of half circles of grain, like, you know, sort of evenly keeping it like, uh, on the kiln floor. Right. Um, and then, Oh, and then we went downstairs to load the kiln, uh, with Pete. I got to, uh, do that apparently, but it's so funny. Like uh, my, my arms are like shaking by this point, right? Like I'm sweating. Like I'm just, I'm totally, I'm just like, may as well have never been to a yoga class in my entire life. May as (laughs) well. That beer and yoga class has really done wonders for you, Jamie. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) But it's like, basically like, I, I think the thing, and they, they must get a kick out of this, is like when the the brand ambassadors come, and you know, we've mostly had like guest jobs or whatever for our whole lives, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna put you to work in the malting floors, <laughs> and they're like, let's see, let's see if we can break them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was like I was like shoveling um, into this very hot kiln, all this peat, um, and I obviously made a mess right. because. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to shovel anything. Like, despite the fact I'm from Canada, I don't think I've ever shoveled a driveway in my entire life. 
Yeah, um, downtown Toronto living. Live yeah, yeah. You never, never <laughs> have to shovel anything. No. Yeah. Um, and so Robbie was like, okay, now clean up your mess. And I was like, so I have to go get a broom. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, Robbie uh, did not take it easy on you guys. Oh, no, no, oh. no. It was it was like he was serious. He he had stuff to do. He's got a schedule to keep on. And we couldn't, uh, uh, we couldn't, but he's, he had the best sense of humor. Like at one point he's like, do you like, like, do you like music? And I was like, Robbie, I love music. And so he put on um, like disco, like it was like ABBA and he was like <laughs> dancing and like, just like this really proper, like Scottish guy, like very dry sense of humor, like very, but very funny and like a good sport because he really, really like wanted us to like, have this great experience right. so yeah so i'm i'm i uh we're making up a little um a little note for him Aww. a little um yeah um for his retirement uh because all the brand ambassadors have probably had robbie on the malting floors when they've been there and he's been so lovely but um but yeah so we got to do that mm-hmm. uh, for basically we were there for half a day uh, and then we did the the touring of all the the stills and um, the mash house and and the fermenters and everything like that, which is, you know, if you've been to Kentucky or if you've been to another distillery, it's it's all very similar. You know, like the big, huge um, mash tons um, and the the Douglas fir fermenters, and uh, it all looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't. It's funny. It's when you go in there. Like the the only thing that's different is like like. Because I'd never been to um, a single malt distillery before. Uh, this, this, there's not that sweetness, that like corn sweetness in the air. Right. It's, 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 it's still a really like lovely yeasty smell, and I love the smell of fermenting mash. You know how I feel about it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it is, uh, it is slightly different. Um, but same, same sort of procedure. Got to watch them, um, you know, fill up a, a mash tun. Um, got the sort of inside scoop. Got to sit and watch them fiddle with all the buttons and things like that. It looks very complicated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was super fun. And then we also got to go to the um, Cooperage. Um, and we got to do that after our photo shoot, which was on the coldest day. This is now ever. the next day or this is the same day? This is the next, next day. Yeah. Next day. So we did we did half a day and after lunch in the maltings mm-hmm. and then we did the rest of the day until about 6 p.m in the still house and the okay. and the mashings and then the next day we woke up at 8 a.m we went actually we went back to the um the maltings because we had to unload the steep right so steep basically got um so the two days of steeping. So this is for for when you're malting barley. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it spends about two days sort of in water, um, and then gets dumped onto the floor, and then has to be spread out so that it can start germinating. And and um, so basically, it comes out of the steep onto the floor, and then then we had to shovel it all. And. <laughs> <laughs> It really did work. Um, oh, they, they gave us a little help with the machine, which <laughs> after two days of using it, or after like a day and a half of using it, I was still not very good at. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, barley is even heavier when it's wet. But, but they, can't, they can't be doing this manually every day. Like, every day. Every day. So every day there's somebody using these machines. Yep. And these guys, they're built like oxes. Like yeah. they're honestly, like they're so strong and it's just, but that's the thing. It's like, it's constant, constant physical work. Like these machines are heavy and they're big 
and this is what they do all day. And, and Belvini is one of the few distilleries in the world where you'll see every 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 single stage of mm-hmm. uh, of making whiskey, which may be the exception of growing whiskey, which doesn't sound like a fun stage. I mean, it's a very important stage of growing barley, rather, but you're not going to, you know, it's a farm. Um, it's a farm. Um, yeah. And that's a whole other tour. But uh, to see the, the, the melting, uh, the drying, the um, uh, also uh, the cooperage as well, uh, making barrels, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's... Um it is one of those uh, sort of enchanting pieces about the whole thing. I think so, at least. Like, um, you know, it's about uh, when it, when you sort of do the math. Like, well, it's about twelve percent of our own um, our own barley uh, in each bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but part of the 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 tradition. Uh, it's just you know we want to keep making whiskey enough whiskey for everyone. So we just don't have the capacity to do it, but still maintaining uh, the you know the tradition piece and being able to show everyone that we're committed to that piece is is really important. So, uh, and Robbie is all part of that. Um, and man, he's super strong. <laughs> like, honestly, like I can't, every day, day in, day out, overnight, they have people there working, turning the barley. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, we had to spread out the barley and we turned the barley. I've got some... Got some videos. I'll probably see if I can get them up somewhere. Um, but literally, when people see these videos, they're like, "Oh, that looks hard." And I was like, <laughs> "It was hard. Like it was really hard." Um, I'm not kidding. They really did put us to work. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, that was a, many hours in the in the maltings, and and I think that's one of the pieces. You know, that's pretty important to see um and you won't get the chance to see it at a lot of other distilleries um and then we did a little photo shoot of our our little um bio pictures uh and we were very cold um very cold and cocktail dresses and warehouse 24 super (laughs) cool and then we headed on down to the cooperage which was awesome and um the uh we sort of got there and again it was like get like right to work uh ian mcdonald is the head cooper there uh and glenn fiddick and balvini share um, a cooperage um and basically he was like okay and so robbie is you know he's a little slower talking a little like here here's how it goes blah 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 like sort of what Ian McDonald was like, okay, first we do this. Boom, 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 boom. And so he so he he talks the way he works, which is like very fast. I think he can do like he can build a cask in something ridiculous like eight or nine minutes or something like that. Um and so he took us through the whole thing. So we had one sitting there waiting for us, and so we put all the staves around, which is tricky. Yeah. Um and then we and he can do these like He's like, you know, putting the ring on and it's like, it sounds like ka-ching, 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 all the way around. And then he like undoes the ring and he puts it back on and then he gives me the tools to do what he just did. And this looks really dangerous. I mean, that looks yeah. so dangerous because you're hammering this, the, the iron metal ring, whatever, onto the barrel. Yes. This looks and so dangerous. And so you did it this. really hurt your thumb. Yeah, I did oh it. Oh, my God. Um, it's amazing. And, but here the thing is, is you try to do it just like he does it, right? Yeah. Pachoo, 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 pachoo. No, Mm-mm. no, because that is that is how you miss. So literally, it was like, clink, <laughs> clink, 
<laughs> Clink. And with a lot of concentration, Clink. I bet. There's, like, there's probably a lot like, of focus. You're like, like oh. Yeah, my face was like right in there. Like I was like, don't hit your thumb, don't hit your thumb. <laughs> so, like, so, uh, so yeah, so we got to do that whole thing. Um, we each made um, a barrel. So like he was really good. And, and once, you know, one of us did, because it was me and Alwyn sort of the whole time. Um once one of us did uh, something and then he would sort of undo it and then he would get the other one to do it and then we would sort of take turns. So by the end of it, the cask was basically was built by me and her. Right. Um, and the parts that we couldn't get done very well, he did for us. So like, you, <laughs> you know, we put the ring on, maybe it wasn't as tight as it should be. So he sort of, you know, helped us out a little at the end. Wow. Uh <laughs> that's pretty so, amazing. So, so you malted some barley, and then you, you made a cast. Made a cast, and, and yeah, do you know where that? Do you know where the cast is going to go? Like, what what's going to be in there? No idea. No idea. No idea. Ooh. Yeah. It, it'll I be. I wonder if all the brand ambassadors are like it's going to be made into to one one uh, barrel, <laughs> one bottling of whiskey at some point. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. That's like the Glenfiddich uh, sort of is doing something with Lord, the brand. No digging. No digging for. Uh, digging again. Oh, he's got to get cozy. I know, I know, he's warm, uh, Thor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I would love to know what happens to it, but it will probably just, get, you know, get put in a warehouse somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they'll keep a track of it, and and I'll find out one day. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, that was awesome, and uh, it was very cool, and um, we sort of did a little. T- tour around and saw the different kinds of casks and the sherry butts and the port pipes and which are huge they're basically as tall as me they're like basically the port pipes are like yeah um ian mcdonald's very short (laughs) and so he got lost behind one but i was sort of you could see the top of my head so but so i'm 510 so it's pretty pretty tall cask um which we use for the port wood which was super fun nice um yeah and then what else did we do we went to, um, well, the rest of the stuff was sort of like, you know, meeting um, other people that work at the distillery. Um, and uh, then I actually got to go with Alwyn and Sam Simmons to um, just outside Glasgow, where the uh, William Grant and Sons like, head office is. And we got to hang out with um, David Stewart mm-hmm. and Brian Kinsman. Nice. And that was pretty crazy, awesome, like amazing um so nerdy i was like <laughs> so nerdy it was awesome but like you walk into this lab and there was just like glassware like as far as the eye could see filled with samples of the single barrel offering amazing um, and we got to know through all of them with david pick uh, out the ones we thought maybe were great ones were not so great um and then we got to sort of he just sort of, and then he took us through the profile, um, sort of one at a time. Like I went out and talked to Brian Kinsman and Alwyn got to, you know, sort of do the profile with David. And then we switched and he went through the profile with me and just, I was able to sort of listen to him and hear what, you know, sort of highlights he had about the whiskeys, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. um, such a lovely humble man oh my gosh like he if you're like this is an incredible whiskey like you know how, how did you ever like come up with this and he'll sort of defer um you know to his team and and you know how many people you know he he never he's just so 
lovely and humble and soft-spoken and um even though he's like basically the biggest rock star yeah uh, yeah he, he he is he is like uh he is the rock star of scotland uh mm-hmm. for our bourbon fans you know you think of a rock star in, in kentucky uh david stewart is the rock star of of scotland yeah for uh, sure definitely he's got a he's got a medal from the queen um he is something very special and it was really interesting to talk to brian kinsman as well who is the um He's a master blender for for Glenfiddich, for many many whiskeys under the William Grant's portfolio. He's kind of um, he's kind of the 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 head honcho there um, in that regard. And David is strictly Balvenie, mm-hmm. um, so it was really awesome to that he pulled out some crazy samples for us um, from his DCS Compendium, which is the sort of uh, collection of whiskeys that he's done. That sort of um, he's been doing this for like fifty five years. Um, that sort of uh, tell his story. So he's got ch- a couple different chapters out, each with a, a couple different whiskeys. And I believe there's a, in the next one that's coming out, there's like a 55-year-old or something like that, uh, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And got to have a couple samples of that stuff. Got to sample the new ton. 1509 Ooh. batch four hasn't even been bottled yet so that was very exciting that's amazing that's kind of like getting the four roses special release or uh yeah um, exactly yeah it's pretty much on that level maybe uh maybe getting like a a, a pappy of a release or whatever that that's a pretty big yes. deal yeah it was pretty exciting uh to do that um and to just hang out with him for the day and and see sort of what he does um it's incredible um uh, they do the same sort of, you know, if you've been to a distillery, if you've been lucky enough to get in the lab, uh, which they don't always take you into the lab at some distilleries. It's pretty, pretty serious tours only. Um, but if you do have the ability to go in, you'll see sort of how they do like the triangle testing and they do, um, you know, all these, these blind sort of tests with a, a bunch of different um uh, sort of employees uh, that come and make sure, you know, the whiskey's consistent and to, um, you know, make sure, you know, the new make is consistent and things like that. So, uh, you know, very, very interesting. And there's also a lot of products from like other distilleries that are there. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was a really, it was, I mean, like I was sort of blown away by the whole thing. Um, super nerdy and uh, gained appreciation for some whiskeys that I think had sort of passed me by a little bit in the in the Balvenie portfolio. I, I sort of have always, I've always really liked a single barrel 12, um, which is just um, first fill bourbon casks only. Um, and I really, I really understand it now. And I actually have a newfound appreciation for what a good whiskey it is. Um, and after doing that, sort of nosing of all the different ones it's pretty incredible um Hmm. and this is something that in bourbon we've got a lot um that single barrel sort of thing um but it's easier to execute with bourbon because you can play around with mash bill and you've got sort of a lot of flavor going on and you can sort of um you know you've got uh, a whole bunch of different factors that that make it so that a single barrel offering is is a pretty standard thing in a in a, a whiskey portfolio where in single malts, you don't necessarily always have that because you're just using one, like, one uh, grain. So you sort of have the, you know, the, you run the risk of being a sort of a one note whiskey. Right, uh, right. Because you, you're, you're depending on that, that blending, uh, the, met, the, the mixing of all the different barrels. Exactly. To sort of create, uh, you know, that story, that, that, that sort of. Uh, depth of whiskey so to do you know 100 percent malted barley in one cask in scotland that's 
it's pretty incredible that we've been able to do that sort of thing. So uh, I sort of appreciate that whiskey a little bit more than I, I did before. So I'm, I'm really glad I got to go and spend some time with it. But um, yeah, that's sort of the, you know, we got to go do some fun things like um, go hang out with whiskey author Charlie McLean. And uh, he was kind enough to treat us to some of some from his collection and, and had a, a fun day at his place. And uh, yeah, and got to sort of run around Edinburgh a little bit um, and hang out with the, some of the people from the global office. And yeah, but it was like totally mind-blowing experience. It was super awesome. And if you do go to the Balvenie Distillery, um, they only do two tours a day. And I think like it's maximum like eight or 10 people. Wow. It's like, very, yeah. So it's like, so book ahead of time. Um, and cause they want it to be very like involved. Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely want to make sure that you book it ahead of time and, uh, it's a great experience. It's super fun. We also got to go hang out at uh, the McAllen, um, and they're great. And we're all like, everyone's friends. There, say, so. no, no, no relationship there financially. Just, uh, that's what they just no. took you there just because yeah. everybody's friendly. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. 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 We just went there because we, uh, we wanted to see the, the, they've got a new distillery, uh, there. So we were sort of keen on taking a peek. It's under construction right now. And then the McAllen people actually came to Belveni, uh, to do our tour. So nice. we sort of, yeah. So everyone, everyone there, it's like, it's like in Kentucky it's is very much like sense of community if someone needs something like you know everyone knows everyone else like you know everyone sort of worked at different distilleries we also got to go to Ballandalic, which is a new distillery they haven't put out any juice yet but you know a couple people from um different distilleries got together opened this distillery so it's all like kind of a happy family the whiskey community um we go to mccallan they give us a great tour we make sure mccallan comes to us we give them a great tour and we're all buddies so yeah it was it was a honestly a once in a lifetime opportunity and i'm so grateful i got to go on it it was so much fun now so you've been to uh you've been to kentucky um how would you compare you know for our american audience that's only been to distillers in the u.s how do you compare the distillery like how does it what, what does the look and feel how does it feel and look different it's it's very similar. I find it to be very similar in terms of I, I mean like you know the 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 you're gonna recognize all the pieces. You're gonna recognize you know the the mashings and the the stillhouse and the fermenters. That's all there. Um, you know it, it all sort of is it's very very similar uh, the people are warm and friendly and lovely and so that's pretty much you know the same too mm -hmm. um, you know you, it, you're just going to get a little different sort of treatment so you're going to you're going to you know learn a little bit about different working with a different grain uh, what it takes to sort of tame that grain and, and work with the grain um and you're going to get a little bit more alcohol in the tour. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess the laws are a little different in Kentucky. You can't really drink anything. They uh, don't really give you a lot to sample in Kentucky, no, I find. No, it's just like, don't. here's your one half of a quarter of an ounce that you get to like, it just like disappears off your lips. They're the proper. They'll, they'll give you some drinks there. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of like the, the, uh, the, um, 
the the distillery itself it's it it will look very familiar and it's it's homey and it's warm and it's welcoming and it's comforting uh they're older mm-hmm. um so they're at least like the with us at the Belveni it's quite small uh it's quite old um and uh if you go next door to Glenfiddich uh which is our sister sort of distillery uh it's a bit more sort of that newer sort of even though Glenfiddich's technically it's actually older yeah. um the uh it's been updated a lot um and they they're churning out so much whiskey uh they've got to have you know everything sort of super high end and and like you know running full speed ahead lots of stills um so with us it's a little bit smaller specifically Belveni like because we're so committed to you know that the traditional aspect of whiskey making you're going to see like a, a, a coppersmith walking around checking the stills um it's it's a little it's pretty down home mm-hmm. it's uh it's got that traditional feel you know the big chalkboard with all the numbers on it instead of using computer like it's all sort of there in that capacity but if you love going to kentucky distillery you will feel very comfortable and like at home when you go to scotland and go to a, a distillery there Except for the weather. Except for the weather. It's very different. Yeah. It's very different. I highly suggest not doing a photo shoot in a warehouse <laughs> in, in, in February. heels and a cocktail dress. In heels and a cocktail dress in February. <laughs> if you can avoid that, I would say do it. Um, but Scotland is so beautiful. The highlands are so gorgeous. Um, it's definitely, definitely um, worth sort of a, a big trip there. Uh, and you can, you can actually... in in Scotland you can in Speyside specifically there's so many distilleries packed in to like a, a small area and it unlike Kentucky where they're sort of s- spread out a little bit mm-hmm, more you've mm-hmm. got sort of maybe one or two that are close to each other but there's a lot of driving you could do a lot of distilleries in Scotland in one day right I guess yeah depending on where where you are in in Scotland it could be like if you're Speyside you're boom there, everything's there right everything's there yeah. you, you can go visit you know Glenfiddich and and Balvenie in you know one morning you can go to Glenlivet you can go to McAllen you can go it's all right there so it's um yeah, it, which is great. And there's lots of spots there that will, uh, lots of car services that are built exactly to do that. Oh, wow. They'll just, yeah, lots, they'll take you around. And I guess, I guess you stayed at the, the Belvini. Uh, yeah, I house. stayed at one of the cottages. Yeah, on the on the um, property. Uh, so there's a couple cottages owned by William Grants that if uh, if they have staff in town or whatever and doing exactly what I did, or if they have a conference or anything, they can put them up there. there we, uh, we also went for dinner at the Dowens uh, Hotel, which is a beautiful spot. Um, crazy whiskey cabinet there. Um, hashtag whiskey cabinet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, really, really fun place uh and and very very uh central uh so that's a good spot to go nice nice that sounds very cool i mean it It was awesome it sounds also exhausting i mean you you must have you must have been a little sore the next (laughs) after this trip a little sore oh my god (laughs) at one point i think i was like holding a glass out for like a drink or something and my my hand was just quivering it was just shaking because holding my arm up was taking like all these muscles that i didn't even knew like existed before all of a sudden i was like what is that muscle that hurts so bad like Aww. everything was so sore like me and alwyn were like uh <laughs> what did we do like what's that like what what is that motion like i had to flick all this barley like over my shoulder and i was like ah 
Am I doing it right? <laughs> Did you come back to your room smelling like barley? Like, was it just like, or barley? I, I will tell you that it was my shoes. I was, it was full of barley. Oh, my, my shoes were absolutely full of barley. I was probably like, man, that's like, that's like a, two ounces of whiskey right there. In my shoes. Oh boy. What if customs got to you? They're like, you, you know how customs <laughs> you, always like, were you near a farm? Well, technically right? not near a farm. Technically no. <laughs> not on a farm. However, there's about three pounds of barley somewhere in my luggage <laughs> in my, right now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. And it's sprouting too. It's not. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a great experience and it was super fun and I'm really, really grateful and, and excited that it got to do that because I think it's well and I think it it totally um you know when I do a presentation you know when you come see me if, if I do a um like a master class or whatever I can actually talk to the experience like actually doing it like I can say we've got these guys and they work the malting floors yeah. and let me tell you how hard it is to work on a malting floor yeah yeah you can bring it right in <laughs> I have done it um yeah, it's uh, it's it was just awesome. So um, yeah, and it's been it's been go 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 since then, which is great. And um, I got to go to New York City and hang out with the brand ambassador from there. So if you're in the states, actually the East States, um, you guys have Gemma, um, who's the brand ambassador, and she's amazing. So if you ever see her at a whiskey show or anything like that, she's from she actually worked at the distillery in scotland and uh and ended up sort of getting um scouted because she's so awesome and uh, made the eastern brand ambassador for the u.s so oh. she's yeah that, that's awesome i mean you've got yeah. uh grand and sons is basically especially with the belvini brand it's just it's hiring women it's, it's just it's love saying mm -hmm. this it's uh we need to change the face of whiskey and i think the you know having the you know, the white dude on us uh, talking about whiskey is, is getting passe and having, you know, they, they've hired Alwyn, um, Gemma, and uh, there's another, I can't remember, I think Glenn Fittick uh, hired um, uh, also a, a brand ambassador. Uh, anyway, I love seeing that. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's Tracy. A, Tracy. Tracy, that's right. Yeah. It just yeah. moves. It moves everything in the right direction. It just, it really Absolutely. does. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we're here, right? And uh, we're here and we drink whiskey and we know our whiskey. And uh, so, you know, it's, uh, let's go, let's do this thing. Like, let's get, uh, let's get people that look like us, um, you know, being the face uh, and answering the questions and stuff. Cause we, we know just as much and uh, you know, we, can keep up in the maltings too <laughs> well, it, it, right and it makes that the whole new face of whiskey comes out uh it, yeah. it comes out um which is you know which, which is great to see so well, nice nicely done nicely yeah, done um, thank you yeah, I'll, I, I'll try to get some i'll try to get some pictures or videos up on instagram i uh it's it's pretty hilarious um i do have a lot of video and stuff like that um but uh Thanks for everyone that sort of followed along. I know a lot of listeners were, you know, double tapping the old bourbon thing, Instagram, and giving me props and shout outs. So that was kind of fun and lovely. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I have to find the least embarrassing video. The one where, like, I look super strong and, like, like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that one where you're kind of not it's not your last flip it's like you're somewhere yeah. in the middle where you've obtained enough skill but not enough exhaustion <laughs> exactly that's exactly oh, the way oh man 
that's, yeah. that sounds see they don't we, we don't on media tours we don't get to do this stuff they they don't they don't put us to work it's sad we I, it's too dangerous <laughs> it's true it sounds very dangerous it sounds like you're getting instructions <laughs> that are <laughs> I, mean, I mean i i did sort of like have to confirm like 17 times what he had just said i was like this is the button and he's like yes no i <laughs> And it's like this button, and he's like, "I." I was like, "You're sure it's this button? I that button? This button right here? I. I'm gonna press it. I. Okay." Robin Williams does this great. Uh, this is, goes back, I think, to the early 2000s. Did this great skit about golf, but he starts it off with getting to Scotland and how and how you land and you're the first uh, cab driver you get, and the cab driver talks to you for your entire 20 minute ride, and you yep. just smile and nod, and you have absolutely no clue what's being said um and that was my experience as well it's, yeah yeah <laughs> just yeah. like it's the accents are pretty thick up there <laughs> yeah uh, that was a good one from robin williams then, then, he, yeah. then he explains golf and how crazy it is which which is a wonderful skill we'll put that in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah link to it i want to see it that's awesome oh so good that's awesome well anyways that is my experience at the balvenie and like i said if you have the chance to do it uh, make sure you book ahead um it's a very sort of um you know it's a it's a small place and i know they don't uh, they don't they aren't able to to sort of handle lots of big tour groups so um just uh get them ahead of time and uh have fun yeah and yeah hashtag um well no at me just tag me in the picture because i want to see it i want to see everyone that goes to balvenie it, it is a great tour I, this is this is the tour to do in scotland you know we, we don't get a, to go up to scotland too much so i can't i can't say i've taken every tour in scotland there's also like over 100 distilleries so that would take a long time oh, yeah however uh the balvenie is one of the few places you can go and have experienced everything in one tour and uh, this is definitely the kind of boutique experience that you want to have uh when going on tour uh, so that, 100%. yeah absolutely no that's great um and uh, everybody's going crazy about this uh this peated balvini that you're uh <laughs> th- that you've been, you've been teasing and other brand ambassadors have been talking about but it's i guess not on sale yet but might be someday yeah it's not on sale um and might be someday um so it we're yeah we, well the, the whole thing is is that we um you know We've been making peated Balvenie, like sort of everybody knows that during, you know, there's a week at the distillery where we do peated uh, Balvenie. Um, And that is sort of, you know, we're sort of looking at getting ready to uh, to see how that's going. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Normally, yeah. Balvenie is completely unpeated. Um, they did release a peated Balvenie a long ago, but it wasn't quite peated. It was like yeah, they it was a peated cask. Yeah, they put like peated whiskey in a barrel, then poured the whiskey out, then put in regular whiskey, and so kind of yeah, it, it picked up the peated palate, but not quite the nose. Very, it was a very interesting release. It was super, yeah, super you interesting. Had it. Yeah, I haven't had it. I would love to get a hand on it. I gotta, I gotta figure out how I can get some of that. But uh, yeah, no, the peated cask we've done before. So uh, this one will be, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, we'll see sort of what happens with it. I'm not even sure what's going on with it right now. Oh, Thor! I know it's being loud. It's not even me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, yeah, you don't know what's going on with it. Uh... No, I know. 
but but we're, we're it's being teased out enough so we think uh, i think it's being teased it's i, I being think teased. it's gonna be uh it's gonna be released um and yeah and otherwise uh the belvini um so you you said you you love the single barrel which i think great yeah. great products out there the 12 and the 16 um or is it 15, 15. now 15, 15 yeah yeah 12 and the 15. Um, I mean, the 21 Portwood, you sort of don't get any more elegant than that whiskey. Like, that one is just crazy amazing. And I'm forever a huge fan. But I'm a go- my go-to is is the Caribbean cask. And I think we've talked about this mm-hmm. even before I started working for Belveni. Um, that 14 Caribbean cask is so wonderful and easy to drink, super approachable. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm such a, a nut about that one. Anytime someone comes up to me and is like, I don't really like scotch. I'm like, just you wait. <laughs> I'm going to pour you something you're going to change your mind about. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I just did a search for Belvini uh, 14, and we've, we've mentioned it on, on like episode 13, yeah. episode 14, episode 44, episode 61. Yeah. It's, it's come out a fair bit. Uh, it's a, it is yep. one of our favorites on Absolutely. the Belvini line. And that's the, the Caribbean cast where they, they wet the barrels with rum, and they pour out the rum. And then they yes. pour in whiskey. That's right. And uh, and I think that's sort of like, well, I think that's partly why, you know, the Canadian, like, I have such an actual love for Balvenie that, you know, is well documented. Um, you know, that first and foremost, like, I'm a total fangirl of it. So um, uh, being able to do, you know, to do the, all that fun stuff that I was just talking about, the maltings and the... Um, you know the cooperage making a cask and everything like that like that for me was like I really got super yeah. nerdy and excited about that so um, yeah that was great it was awesome cool very very yeah. cool well thank you for having me on oh, well thank you for coming on the podcast um, <laughs> where, where can people reach you if uh... <laughs> you can reach me at bourbon thing on twitter and instagram Excellent, excellent. And this is a great conversion. You've, you've gone from bourbon to the scotch, the opposite conversion of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where I was a longtime scotch drinker, and, and I, well, I and guess then, I drink both, really, of anything. But, and uh, me too. Um, yeah, I just, I think I just posted a picture of that, uh, the William LaRue Weller. That, oh, uh, yes. So there's still some bourbon on my feet. It still pops up every once in a while because I love it. Yeah, yeah. I can't get away from bourbon. It's, it's Can't it's get away from it. So wonderful. good. Awesome. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on the internet? And I am as Mark Bylock, M-A-R-K-B-Y-L-O-K on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, do follow if uh, St. Patrick's Day or anytime we, we use uh, Instagram live messages uh, or Instagram live video feeds uh, as well. And uh, of course, don't forget the contest. Hashtag the whiskey cabinet. Post a photo of the book. And which is available on Amazon and uh, and your whiskey cabinet or whiskey or just the book. And uh, one lucky winner will get to choose a topic that we will discuss. And they should choose boy bands. They should choose boy bands, right? <laughs> I will have very little to say about boy bands. Actually, no, I will have lots to say. Are you kidding? I that's fine. I'll, I know. I'll, we'll probably get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a thing. They're gonna be like, "What can we make them fight about the most?" Yeah, um, but yeah, do uh, do that, and um, you know, um, and of course, rate the podcast as well on iTunes. Um, rate it on iTunes and or any other sort of medium that you use, whatever podcasting method you uh, you listen to the podcast through. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. All right. Cheers. I'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.